Adventure. Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. We know nothing. Sure, I got there. <laughs> last one. Nailing it today. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, Lauren, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so today we're going to take it back, Karen, to 1964. Uh, we're going to take it back to no, a thanks. different time. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Uh, we're going to, yeah, it's going to be, going to be an interesting conversation today. We are going to be talking about Hello, Dolly. <sighs> Talk to me about Hello, Dolly. How sure. Do you, how do you feel I, about well, it? okay. So you, <laughs> you have done this show. You music directed the show. I music directed sure. it once, yes. Um, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't like this musical. I think it's not good. I think it's like, and I believe you will discuss this, it's like very antiquated and like yes. very outdated. Also, I just don't think the music is that great, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And all I can ever think about, like if you were like, name a song, all I can think about is, hello, Dolly. Hello, <laughs> Dolly. Like, that's all I got. Yep. I don't, I can't think, if you were like, na- if you had a gun to my head and were like, name another song, You'd I be would like- be dead. Because I could not. <laughs> So I'm not of the biggest fan of this show either, if I'm being honest. It is, I think, at its time, it was, like, so fun for people. And they were of like, course. oh, I love it. Of course. But it, it is in just desperate need of some, some updates. Because I, but I think like you so can't. Sexist. I think the, the pl- <laughs> here's the thing. The plot that it revolves around, I don't think you can update it. That's, I mean, that's a good argument. Um, there is, I don't know. I don't know how, it'd be interesting to see if we can, like, as we go, be like, how can we change this plot point so that it's not terrible? Sure, I guess. I don't think we can either, but we can try our best. Okay. Um, so yeah, you mentioned this before we started recording, but we have some, like, local roots to Hello Dolly because it did premiere in the Fisher Theater in Detroit in 1963. Sure, that's an exciting time. That's really cool. Um, love that. Obviously, we have some big names have played Dolly, uh, Carol Channing, uh, Ethel Merman, and more recently, Bernadette Peters, and who was the other one? Bette Midler. Bette Midler, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Bette Midler, I believe, played it in the movie. You might be right. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I do know that it exists, um, and it, it's there. Sure. It's one of the longest running, it, it was at one point one of the longest running shows on Broadway. It's won like a thousand Tony, blah, 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 blah. We all know Well, it that. did. We'll talk about uh, it. Sure, there's that. But I just, I'm going to dive it, dive right in. I'm going to put sure. my hand in there. Um, and here we go. Act one. As the 19th century becomes the 20th century, all of New York City is excited because widowed but brassy Dolly Gallagher Levi is in town and they sing a song called Call on Dolly, which is kind of fun because there is like a cool reveal where like sure. they finally like a Dolly Levi and there she is. And that's kind of neat. Um, it's fun. I guess. That's, you know, we talk about, we want strong female leads. In the 60s, strong female lead, this is what we had for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 60s didn't get it. Um, Uh, oh. Sure. Well, I just was going to say, well, no, no, no. It just in a way where, you know, this is a classic, um, and we kind of, Jerry Herman musical. And Jerry Herman has done a ton, a ton of things. He's like Kennedy Honors. Um, he, his Broadway career includes Parade, um, no, no, sorry, he did Parade, but, um, oh, now I'm trying to really, uh, Hello Dolly, Mame, La Cage Falls, like, mm-hmm. he just has done a lot of stuff that we, like, he had kind of a little chunk of times there that was, like, really well known. Yeah. Tony winning, blah, 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 so. Indeed. Um, but, it, yeah, I just, okay, keep going. <laughs> I'm back in. 
Uh, so Colin Dolly. Dolly makes a living through what she calls, quote, meddling, uh, which is like cool. So great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, so cool. Great. Uh, matchmaking and numerous sidelines, including dance instruction and mandolin lessons. <laughs> I forgot about how, like, this song is so weird. She, like, talks about all the weird shit that she knows how to do in a song called I Put My Hand In, which is well, sounds gross. So, sure, it's a rough title. Here's the thing. It's like a sneaky show because they want you to, for a hot second, believe Dolly to be, like, uh, you know, like a renaissance woman. Like, she is independent. She's a widow, but she's, like... You know, Sassy. living her life and like a the, like an feminist and whatever. But then the show continues, and you're like, oh no, no, it's not quite. Uh, yeah, she's currently seeking a wife for grumpy Horace Vandergelder, uh, the well-known half a millionaire, which at the time was a, a lot, lot of, of money. money. <laughs> now questions, um, and it becomes clear that Dolly intends to marry Horace herself. Um, Ambrose Kemper, a young artist, wants to marry Hor- Horace's weepy niece Ermengarde, which yeah. is like. What a fantastic name. Sure, these are all some real fun names. Ermengarde. Uh, My favorite thing about Ermengarde is that she's the most annoying thing in the world. Truly. So good. Um, Sure, like all the other female characters in the show. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, here's the thing. That's not wrong. But Horace opposes this because uh, Ambrose's vocation does not guarantee a steady living. So he's an artist. As an artist, you know. Which, to be honest, when I decided to go to school for music education, my parents said the same thing. So, sure. fine. They wanted me to be sure. a dentist. A, t- a, like, timeless, uh, a timeless trope <laughs> for musicians. This conflict still exists yeah. in the world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Um, Ambrose enlists Dolly's help, and they travel to Yonkers, New York, to visit Horace, who is a promis- prominent citizen there and owns Vandergelder's hay and feed shop. Sure. That's cool. Fine. Amazing. Um, Horace explains his to his two clerks, Cornelius Hackle and Barnaby Tucker, that he... These names are dumb. <laughs> These names are awesome. I'm sorry. This is like... This is like... And obviously they didn't have this back then, and these were obviously like popular names of the times, but this is like old-timey name generator oh, where you're so like, what's well, a funny name? I know. Cornelius. Like, yeah. come on. No, uh... I mean, and maybe it's the way I'm reading them that's like, no, no, it's just, they're dumb. Um, But yeah, they're silly. Uh, So he explains to them that he's going to get married. This is my least favorite song in the show because it's effing terrible. Uh, Because, quote, it takes a woman to cheerfully do all the household chores. Here we go. (laughs) No. This is, it is one of the biggest things, the biggest problems is like, if, even if this song were a little bit different, I, I would maybe like it more. But it's no, but this tough. is the problem, and this is the part where you're like, how would we modernize this? Where he's like, I, I don't need a woman. I it takes a need woman a man. To like make me happy. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. like a tough time. We already are into it. Where it's like, wah wah. Yeah, and it's we are not that far into Act Correct. One. It's a, it's fine. Correct. Um. Anyway, he plans to travel with Dolly to New York City to march in the 14th Street Association Parade and propose to the widow, widow Irene Malloy, who owns a hat shop there. Um, sure, she's got she's like a business owner, you know. But again, <laughs> wildly unlikable. So keep going. She's, you're right. That's true. Um, Dolly arrives in Yonkers and quote accidentally mentions that Irene's first husband might not have died of natural causes. Huh. This is manipulative. All right. Sure. And uh, she mentions that she also knows an heiress, Ernestina Money. Okay, who sure. may be interested in Horace. Horace leaves for New York and leaves Cornelius and Barnaby to run the store. What a dumb name. Ernestina, Ernestina Money? Fine. 
fine. Sure. She shows up later, I think, and she's kind of funny. But anyway, Um, Cornelius decides that he and Barnaby need to get out of Yonkers. They'll go to New York, have a good meal, spend all their money, see the stuffed whale in Barnum's museum, get arrested, and each kiss a girl. And I think that is like a direct quote from the script. It is. is. It's not in quotes here, but I think it's a direct quote because that's exactly what they intend to do. Um, They blow up some tomato cans to create a terrible stench and uh, a pretext to close the store. Dolly mentions that she knows two ladies in New York that they should call on, Irene Malloy and her shop assistant, Minnie Faye, which is like another awesome Uh, name. (laughs) We're setting up all these couples, Karen. No, but here's the thing. This is dumb. It is dumb. Keep going. Just keep going. Who do you root for? Nobody. Um, No, nobody. (laughs) She tells Ermengarde and Ambrose that she'll enter them in the polka competition at the upscale Harmonia Gardens restaurant in New York City so Ambrose can demonstrate his ability to be a breadwinner to Horace. Sure, what by in the what? Fuck? Winning the, by being able to polka? Like, oh, I thought you were an artist, but I see now that you can polka, you so don't, I'm not worried anymore. You're a weird cool. That is dumb. That is so weird. I hate this. Keep going. Just keep going. I'm sorry, your attitude is I just, making it's me laugh because so this is like so dumb. <laughs> this is so the funny. And here's the thing. Uh, let's be real, uh, <laughs> listeners. You know that I love to suspend my disbelief for a show where I'm like, it's a mermaid, whatever. <laughs> it's a phantom, blah. But this is dumb. This is dumb. <laughs> it is. It is stupid. Um. So anyway, that's fine. And not in a like lighthearted, whimsical, like entertaining way. I think this is just a bad plot. I. You're right. I yeah. So anyway, uh Breadwood and Horace. Cornelius, Barnaby, Ambrose, Ermengarde, and Dolly take the train to New York and they sing the song called Put On Your Sunday Clothes. I maybe like, I maybe know that show, song. Yeah, it's it's actually not a bad song. To be honest, if if it were is in a different show, I might enjoy it. I don't know. It's like I enjoyed teaching it. Sure. Anyway. Um Irene and Minnie open their hat shop for the afternoon. Irene wants a husband, but does not love Horace Vandergelder, because he's not very likable, if we're being honest. Sure, he's grumpy. They literally described as grumpy. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, She declares that she will never wear... Oh, I'm sorry. No. That was not... Correct. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) She declares that she will wear an elaborate hat to impress a gentleman, and sings ribbons down my back. Sure, I hate this song. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about it. I... I think the melody is very pretty. The lyrics are stupid. Sure, that's maybe my problem. Very with it. stupid. Uh, here's what I'm going to tell you. Pretty so, melody. So far, stupid. Uh, you have to become a polka dancer to attract a <laughs> to be declared okay, and you have to wear a hat. You have to wear a big ass hat with ribbons, with down, ribbons your back. down your back, and then that'll get you a husband. Cool. I I do. Here's the thing, and I've heard some people. Uh, sing the people that I worked with sang this beautifully. Um, but I do think the song itself is dumb. Sure. But it's a pretty song, in my humble opinion. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Cornelius and Barnaby arrive at the shop and pretend to be rich. Um, Horace and Dolly arrive at the shop, and Cornelius and Barnaby hide. Because what else? Because his bosses. Because there's nothing like being like calling off a of work and then showing up to the same place your boss is at yeah. and being like, "Damn it!" That's like that one time in high school. I skipped school to go have lunch with my friends or bre- breakfast with my friends at this diner where I like close to where I went to high school, and all of our middle school teachers like showed up there, and we were like, "What happened 
here. And then they were going to rat us out. Because the middle school must have had, like, some weird half day or something. But we didn't because we were in high school. Anyway. Moving on. Sure. I skipped all the time and never had fear. And if I ran into a teacher, I was confident I could talk my way out of it. I probably could have, but didn't have the confidence to do sure. that. Um, Irene inadvertently mentions that she knows Cornelius Hackle. And Dolly tells her and Horace that even though Cornelius is Horace's clerk by day, he is a New York playboy by night. And he's one of the Hackles. Whatever that means. Minnie screams when she finds Cornelius hiding in the armoire. Horace is about to open the armoire himself, but Dolly, Irene, and Minnie... (laughs) I forgot about this. Distracts him (laughs) with patriotic sentiments related to subjects like Betsy Ross and the Battle of the Alamo, uh, known in famous (laughs) lyrics... Shown in the famous lyrics. Shown in the famous lyrics... Alamo, remember the Alamo in a song called The Motherhood March. I straight up forgot about how terrible this song um, is. Well, this is, okay, so this scene to me, though, is like classic this time period for musicals where it's like almost, uh, like almost catching and like hiding and like the mm-hmm. comedy of like opening a thing and shutting it. Slapstick. Man. Sure, very slapstick. And so, like, I get it, but like, it's still <laughs> this dumb. is a, this is a timely thing that has not aged well because sure. it's stupid. Um, Courtney. And also, this, I've seen this done, uh, poorly. Where oh, yeah. Everyone is just so overacting where they're like, no, 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 uh, come over here. And it's like, oh, well, now it's not funny. Now it's like too dumb. It's too overdone. Correct. Like, flopping around. Yep. Yeah. Cornelius sneezes and Horace storms out, realizing there are men hiding in the shop, but not knowing they're his clerks. So, cool. whatever. Um, cause she's not allowed to know men, you know that? Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. And also, no, again, just <laughs> just keep going. Just get through this. I love this. Right. Dolly arranges for Cornelius and Barnaby, who are still pretending to be rich, to take the ladies out to dinner to the Harmonia Gardens restaurant to make up for their humiliation. She teaches Cornelius and Barnaby how to dance, since they always have dancing at such establishments, in a song called Dancing. Gustav cool. Gustav. Sure, Gustav Gustav. <laughs> Before Gustav Gustav sure. was a thing. Yeah. This is the first Gustav Gustav. Uh, soon, Cornelius, Irene, Barnaby, and Minnie are happily dancing. Uh, they... I forgot who all these people are. I'm... That's what I'm Irene tiny. runs the shop. I know Cornelius I know. and Barnaby I'm just are saying, his this is people. <laughs> yep. They... Maybe they all have distinct costumes when you see them. So, like, it makes They sense. all see... They're interchangeable to me. Okay. Anyway. I think you're right. Keep no, going. you're probably right. No, just keep going. They, uh, they go to watch the 14th Street Association parade together. Alone, Dolly decides to put her dear departed hus- husband, Ephraim, behind her and move on with life in a song called Before the Parade Passes Oh, Back. that song I do Sure, know. I love sure, that Sure, that's song, a classic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's great. Because it, it, I think it doesn't really relate to the show that much. No. And you can take it and put it in a bunch sure. of different Sure. Well, this is what I'm going to tell you great. in which I do know that song, but was did not know it was from the show. Yeah. Just was like, oh, it's an old-timey one. I don't know. Know, but yeah. I know that song. Sure. And, and the scene leading up to it is actually, I, it's, it is one of the better moments for sure. her and I her agree. character and like better moments in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of growth happening. It's, it's nice. Sure. I do like this scene. Um, she asks Ephraim's permission to marry Horace, requesting a sign from him. And uh, Dolly catches up with the annoyed Vandergelder who has missed the whole parade. And she convinces him to give her matchmaking one more chance. She tells him that Ernestina money would be perfect for him and asks him to meet her at the swanky Harmonia Gardens later that evening. That is the end of Act One. Thank God. (laughs) 
honestly. <laughs> That's so good. The problem, the problem is like I just talked about that song and how like lovely it is, sure. but like Carol Channing's voice. Sure, I was gonna say <laughs> so potentially sad. not sung by Carol Channing. No, or who has a very distinct voice. It's not good to listen to. And I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna just say also like sorry if this is like sacrilege to anybody, but like I don't care for Ethel Merman's voice either. Sure, she has a very distinct voice also. And and I have heard the recording of her doing that song, and I don't like it. So. Um, Bette Midler okay. does a lovely job with oh, I'm it, sure. and so does Bernadette Beaver. I am so. positive yeah. that that is the case. Um, <laughs> that's all. Act two. Here it is. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Cornelius is determined to get a kiss before the night is over, but Barnaby isn't so sure. Mm-hmm. As the clerks have no money for a carriage, they tell the girls that walking to the restaurant shows that they've got elegance, and the song is called Elegance. So I think the show that I saw this, and I'm the one uh, recent, the most recent time, and I won't say where because whatevs, but. I feel like when I saw it, I remember that Barnaby and Cornelius had more chemistry together together <laughs> yeah. as like where you were like, wait, are they going to end up? And obviously, surely not this show that 60s. was written in the 60s. Yeah. But like in my mind, I just remember thinking, well, that would be more interesting. And in a way where I was like, what's the point of them? Yeah. What is their point? Well, their point, I think one of them needs to end up with Irene, which is the I know, point. but that is like, so sorry, other one. Thanks for coming along. Here's like, what I will just, say. Dumb. I do like uh, the, when I did it, I, the, the pair of these two, the, I do think the chemistry between them is important because they're so much like Edmund Costello y, where they're like, nah, sure. running around and it's silly. And they do need to have a little bit of agreement together, which is kind of cute. So yeah. I agree with that, though. If they have more chemistry than they have with the women, that's a question mark sure. for all of us. Wah, wah. Anyway, keep going. Um, So they've got elegance. That song's like kind of fun. It's, sure. It's fine. Um, at the Harmonia Gardens, nope. <laughs> at the Harmonia Gardens restaurant, Rudolph, the head waiter, prepares his service crew for Dolly Gallagher. Levi's return. Uh, their usual lightning service, he tells them, must be twice sure. as lightning. This is a fun number. I loved this yeah. number when I did it um, because it's just from the. I mean, there's no singing in it, so right. it's just from the it's band's dance. perspective. It's so much fun, yep. and we did it. Um, oh God, I forgot how terrible this was, but they put us on a platform upstage. Oh, okay, ten feet above the ground. Ooh, okay, um, which was like very cool idea except it was very scary because sure. the first time we got on it it kind of wobbled a little oh, bit okay and i have full confidence in the builders that made it i think it probably was going to be fine but the musicians i had up there had like very expensive equipment and also like lives well so, in a way where we asked them to reinforce it correct in a way where like a broadway show does that and it's made out of like steel and shit yeah a community does that and you're like Sure, those platforms are 15 years old, and you're like, hmm, yeah. mm, I see that. Yeah, well, so, yeah. people were walking underneath it, too. Oh, it was like sure. The entrance was that. Gotcha, gotcha. So it was uh, it was a little nervous for us, so we did. We had to, like, we were like, please, please, please reinforce it a little bit. Thank you so much. Sure. Um, and it made it, a, it was, like, difficult and not difficult to, like, sync up with the waiters and what they were doing because there are a couple moments where like you have to pause and then you keep going and I just I don't know the musicians I had working with me were so fun for this song for the show and then this song was like crazy fun I think this is like uh, classic this era too of like a good dance number Mm -hmm. and uh, it's fun and I so I here's what I'm gonna say I'm gonna still hate the show but this number is fun this number is cool yeah yeah take it out and do it as like a like in a as a one act like a cabaret or something yeah 
Um, Horace arrives with his date, but she proves neither as rich or as elegant, nor as elegant as Dolly has implied. And uh, furthermore, she is soon bored by Horace and leaves, just as Dolly planned she would. I I believe she's also supposed to have like a weird voice, Correct. and like she's yeah, like, I remember really, something like like, we- like <laughs> just like another off putting something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a fun little like bit part for someone who like it's great. Uh, Cornelius and Barnaby and their dates arrive, uh, unaware that Horace is also dining at the restaurant. Minnie and Irene, inspired by the restaurant's opulence, order the menu's most expensive items. Sure. Cool. <laughs> Cornelius and Barnaby grow increasingly anxious as they discover they have little more than a dollar left. Um, Dolly makes her triumphant return to Homer Harmonia Gardens and is greeted in style by the staff in the title song, Hello, Dolly. <sighs> sure. Cool. It's here's the thing about it though. It's dumb. You're right. It is dumb. But that scene, if you are Dolly, is dope. Sure. I've every time I've ever seen this, it's like a big entrance on like a staircase. And and she's wearing like, a hat. She's got the big old hat on. Like yeah. literally, it's the titular song. Blah blah. And it is the song that is best known from this and whatevs. But um, just it's gonna be in your head now. What's the plot? <laughs> what are we doing? So she's here now. Great. She's here now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, she, I do kind of like this scene that follows sure. a little this bit. Is, this is fun. It's kind of funny. Um, she sits in the now empty seat at Horace's table and proceeds to eat a large expensive dinner, telling the exasperated Horace that no matter what he says, she will not marry sure. him. He's, she's like nagging him. She's like doing it's the like equivalent, cute. the like modern equivalent of like, no. Yeah. It's, I, I like this because he doesn't say much and she just kind of, she's, it's essentially a monologue for her that's like hilarious. Yeah. Um, I like it very much. Horace and Barnaby hail waiters at the same time, uh, and the ensuing confusion each drops his wallet and inadvertently picks up the other. Barnaby is delighted that he can now pay the restaurant's bill, while Horace finds only a little spare change. Uh, Hilarious. Barnaby and Cornelius realize that the wallet must belong to Horace. Irene, Cornelius, Barnaby, and Minnie sneak out during the polka contest, so I guess we're not going to convince... What's his face? Oh, wait, no. The Ambrose is supposed to be the one that's sure. poking it. See, you're right. They are. These characters are hard for you. Sure. Okay, fine. But Horace recognizes them and spots Ambrose and Ermengarde as well, res- ensuing in the free-for-all. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to try that again. Uh, the ensuing free-for-all culminates in a trip to the night court. To night court? What is night court? Is it just, just like... nighttime jail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember this. I don't remember that part. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> All right. Cornelius and Barnaby confess that they have no money and have never been to New York before. Cornelius declares that even if he has to dig ditches for the rest of his life, he'll never forget the day because it, he met Irene. Cornelius and Barnaby and Ambrose then profess their love for their companion in a song called It Only Takes a Moment. That actually is a really pretty song sure. also. I like that song a lot. Okay. It's pretty. Um. Yeah, it's, it's actually really sweet. Dolly convinces the judge that their only crime was being in love. The judge... F- <laughs> I remember this now. This is silly. Now you're <laughs> Yeah. The judge finds everyone cleared of all charges, but Horace is declared guilty and forced to pay damages. Dolly mentions marriage once again, and Horace declares that he wouldn't marry her if she were the last woman on earth. 
uh, which is rude. Sure. Dolly angrily bids him so long, dearie, which I don't. I think that song is very stupid. It's not good. Um, telling him that while he's bored and lonely, she'll be living the high <laughs> Sure, life. it's a real, like, F you. Yeah. Fine. He deserves the F you. I know. Yeah, but except for previously, she was like, I wouldn't marry you. I wouldn't marry. Like, this is why I don't like this show. Because yeah, it's a lot of back and it forth. really is like a bad time for ladies to be like game. It's a lot of game playing and manipulation. And I get it. It's that's like the comedy of it. But also, oof, but also, not a great look. Yeah. And like, what else do we have going for us except for husband chasing? You know what well, I mean? Well, that's like, the that's whole thing is it. like the whole point is they all got to get married and stuff. And it's like, Lee. They, they have a, I mean, Irene is a business owner, man. Sure. What else? What else you got going for you? Um, she put on that hat. She had to get married. Well, and Dolly also like does a lot of stuff. Why sure. do you need a husband? You don't. The next morning at the hay and feed store, hay and feed store, Cornelius and Irene and Barnaby and Minnie and Ambrose and Ermengarde each set out on their new lives past paths. Gosh, words are hard. Sure, today. their new life's paths. That's what I there you go meant. Yep, uh, didn't say it. It's okay. There's so there's three couples. Da, da, da. Uh, a chast a chastened 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 chastened. Sure. A chastened Horace Vandergelder finally admits that he needs Dolly in his life, but Dolly is unsure about the marriage until her late husband sends her a sign. Vandergelder spontaneously repeats a saying of Ephraim's. Money is like manure. It's not worth a thing unless unless it's spread out, encouraging young things to grow. What poetry. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But also... This is like, I mean, here's the thing. It would be a sign. If you're, if you're Dolly and you're just waiting on a sign, uh-huh. uh, the obscure, uh, saying your husband used to say coming out of the mouth of a different person, I guess would be it. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, um, that is a sign, but what a woof. Horace tells Dolly life would be dull without her. And she promises in return that she'll quote, never go away again. Um, which I think is a song. And then, of course, like, there's a finale and it's Hello, Dolly! Reprise. So that's the show. And that's the end of the show. They they are done with that. Then. Cool. Ta-da. Are you, are you, you feel good now that we're done with it? I mean, it, here's the thing. I think the show, obviously, it's a classic. It's like it falls into the 60s and the classics of this era. It, a million uh, famous Broadway people have seen it. It was revived like five years ago with Bette Midler and uh, Bernadette Peters taking over the titular role. Um, the movie has Barbara Streisand. The movie was Barbara Streisand. I mean, yeah. the movie's a classic as well. Yep. I just think it's a dumb movie, a dumb show. And you cannot, I don't believe you could do this in the last five, six, seven years without it being wholly problematic in a way that like you as a as a someone running a high school program oh yeah you would have to have so many discussions about like okay but remember you don't need a man or remember Remember it's bad to manipulate people and uh do that like you would have to be saying so many things to avoid like to void this out and i get it there i mean here's the thing it is getting harder and harder to find shows from this era to do where you have to kind of be like well well remember well but this one in particular, I think, is just, like, a rough time message-wise. Um, yeah, it is. And also not a good enough show on its own, I think, to, like, overcome it. Yeah, the music is, like, I mean, we talked a lot about, like, there's some really nice songs in it, but for the most part, pretty pretty hit or miss, you know? I Sure. Karen's, like, mostly misses things. Uh, well, no, just in a way where, like, even the even you, like, you saying some of them, I was like, oh, yeah. But then was like... Sure, I didn't know these songs, the, that they're from here. Versus, like, 
there are a lot of really great shows from a similar time that are like similarly problematic where you're just like oh that music though so i, I mean you know yeah what ifs. what ifs yeah i mean it is you know but the messaging is is tough to get through and correct um i think if taken out of context or maybe put somewhere else you yep. know like a jerry herman another yep. show i think they'd be really nice but i don't think it's ever gonna Sure. work i actually participated back at the beginning of the pandemic i participated in like a um webinar with a bunch of like voice teachers music directors uh and broadway-ish type people mm-hmm. um and there was a question asked in the webinar about like is there any talk of because at the time right there was a lot of like I mean, it's still going on, but, like, the Black Lives Matter movement got really big in 2020, and then there were a lot of other, like, civil rights issues that really came to the forefront of of culture at that point a couple years ago. And they're still, I mean, they're still important, they're still there, but at the time it was, like, so big in everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And they asked, is there any talk of, like, updating, modernizing, uh, changing some of the problematic nature of some of these older shows? And the answer was essentially, like, truly the licensing company can't do it because it was a, it was an MTI webinar. Right. Um, the licensing company can't do it. It has to go to the estate of like Jerry Herman. Correct. Whoever else is here. They're stuck in a lot of, uh, uh, Rogers and Hammerstein stuff suffers from a similar problem. Um, just because, and, and there's potentially, less problematic but i don't know you look at things like south pacific yeah you look at the king and i you look at a lot of those shows and it's like we yeah um but i think specifically that like jerry herman's estate michael stewart's estate they yep. have to come to consensus Correct. on how it would change and it just i don't think they've ever wanted to do so so <laughs> it just doesn't um really, so it's interesting though this show did an all black um version of this show I, I did see that, and mm-hmm. I think that's, like, great. I love that. Back in the day, that was, like, unheard of. I know. Pearl Bailey, though, that's why. Because she's finished. She's great. I um, Pearl Bailey. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is the show is one of those shows that's been around forever. They did the revival, and, the re- you know, it, it ran for a good hot chunk of time. It's yeah. one of the longest-running shows in history, I think. Yeah, something like that. It's yeah, it's one of them. Or yeah. at one point, at was. one point, yeah. Um, it's won like a bunch of. I mean, in the sixties, it won like a yep. ton of Tonys. Um, so. a million famous people have played it. Um, sure, <laughs> it ran Broadway shows of the latter. It says uh, one of the most iconic Broadway shows of the latter half of the sixties, running two thousand eight hundred forty four performances, was the longest running musical in Broadway history for a time. Yeah, and then obviously. Yeah, Pearl, Pearl Bailey won a special Tony Award yeah. for that in the 68. That's sure, really it cool. won a kajillion awards. It swept the Tonys, I think, the year that it was nominated. Oh, in 64, yeah. yeah. Like crazy. The only thing it didn't win that it was nominated for was Best Featured Actor. <laughs> what a burn. Sorry, Charles. Sure, in a way where it's like, <laughs> wah, wah, where yeah. everyone just looks at him and they're like, what happened? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Best Musical, yep. Book, Leading Actress, Original yep. Score, Producer, Direction, Choreography. Sure, Charles Nelson Riley, screw you. Sorry, Charles Nelson Riley. Scenic design, costume design. Sure, all the stuff. All that stuff. And then in 70, Ethel Merman won a drama desk for it also. Which is cool. I mean, and it's been been revived a billion times. Um, It won some stuff in 2017, too. Yep. Not not as many things, but... Best revival of a musical. Yeah. And Bette Midler. And Gavin Crew. And Gavin Crew. Sure. David Hyde Pierce nominated in that one. Sorry, sure. David. Kate Baldwin nominated. Yeah. Listen, I I just think it's like one of those things where what's in, here's what I will say. What's interesting about this show is it is a very very 
tasty role for an older woman Mm -hmm. in which a lot of times in we know in musicals especially that role is usually like some featured actress who like is a grandma or the mom you get one song especially like the hello dolly age range which i think usually skews like not a mom age but like older yeah like um 50s 60s almost yeah uh and so it is an interesting show that has like uh, you, your lead lady, your leading lady, your leading character is of that age group. And actually, Jerry Herman loves shit like that. Like, Ma- <laughs> Mame is does. another one. You know, Bakasha oh, yeah, Falls is like another one. So, that, apparently, he just liked an older lady. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to provide opportunity for a sure. strong female lead that yeah. is also, like, not in her 20s. Because Correct. that's a thing. Well, and not, like, the mom. Like, where, you know, like, we see a lot of things now where there's, like, good mom, like, a next to normal or, you know, something like that. But, mm-hmm. so that, so I pr- appreciate for that. I think it is just a dated, dated musical in a way that, like... Some of the some of the things we're talking about dated. It's like racially dated, where you're like yeah. South Pacific is like a rough time, but also weirdly a little reflective of the time. Yeah. Um, this one it doesn't talk about race at all, which is no. like, I think a surprise for the sixties. Well, because everyone white. So, um, but I think the expectation is they're all white, of course. But they, um, I mean, it is never mentioned. So to me, though, well, no, I, my point is that just we see a lot of the shows that don't read well now. Mm-hmm. It's because of racial things where you're yes. like Finian's Rainbow had blackface in it for a hot second. Oh, and sure you're did. like, well, can't do that anymore, really. Nope. Um, and this one, to me, I think I find it more problematic because the 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 insensitivity to like a race thing. You're like, well, that really is a reflection of the time. And you can almost work yourself around it. There's shows, you know, that we talk about, um, All Shook Up's one, where they have, like, a, a casting where it, you can either have, like, a racial conflict or a class, like a societal conflict, oh, where it's, yeah, like, yeah, poor yeah. people, rich people. <clears throat> um, and then, obviously, if it's integral to the plot, like a Hairspray or a West Side Story West Side, or something yeah. like that. But my problem with this show is that it is, <laughs> it's, again, culturally reflective of the time. But it is a rough, rough time for women in which the entire plot revolves around trickery and manipulation for her to get a husband. And then everybody just trying to, like, get a husband. And it's like, well, in the 2022 lens, that's a rough time. Yeah, and, like, none of the women have really any agency or character or character development they're all kind of they're all kind of shrewish and not great they're not very likable and like their only goal is get married herman guard <laughs> is sad and weepy the entire time oh, she's so um irene is like uptight and kind of cold and prickly yeah um dolly is like fun and extravagant but like manipulative like uh, it just is, the other one is like Mini fade. Sure, like <laughs> I, has no discerning yeah. like characteristics. Which maybe maybe that's an opportunity as an actor to like put your own spin on things, or it's just bad writing, and it's probably that one. Sure, but. I don't know if it's bad. It's just it's a reflection of the time. So like, yeah. I don't know if it's bad writing, writing, but it's just it's a reflection of a time where women did not need to be fleshed out, and that's no. that's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Where Bummer. women were not the main. So like in this show. The inter- aside from Dolly, which is like whatever, but you're, it's Cornelius and Barnaby are like fun and whatever. Um, sure, it says Minnie Faye is Irene's assistant. She is naive, straight laced, fresh, and a follower. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. Hate that for her. That's terrible. Sure, She's like a follower. That's a rough time. Woof. So, so you know anyway, what I mean? it's just like. <laughs> So whatever. And again, maybe it's the version I saw in which it was like how it was directed. But these women came off terrible yeah. um, and like not fun. I, but I see it, it has room 
to be better because there are so many women characters in it. That is the thing I do like is the yeah. opportunity for women is is there. Yeah. Um, and, may, and, you know, maybe with a little tweaking. I don't know. It is hard because they you'd have to you'd have to eliminate some parts of the plot and add new plot points to make it Correct. like not so sexist. This would be an interesting <laughs> show to do like as a partial switch. Where oh. it's the women that are like, we're getting out of here and going to the city to just kiss yeah. a man and leave. Sure. And then you have a man that's like, I'm going to put on a tie and I'm going to put on a woman. hat with ribbons. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it would be, that would, to me would be maybe interesting. I don't know if you could do the whole thing switch where you would want Hello Dolly to be, like, you Hello? would want Dolly as a man. Donnie. Sure. Uh. <laughs> sure. Stupid. Uh, you know what I mean, though? Like, it's just one of those things where... Uh, I, I just, and also I don't enjoy the music to the show. So that is, as you uh, listeners perhaps know, or Lauren, you potentially know, uh, that is, for you, the music the, is- it's always, yeah. I always start with music and then I hope there's like a good plot and characters. But to me, if I can't get on board with the music, then you, I'm never going to be like, oh, well, the plot was so amazing though. The music didn't matter. Like, no, I'm never going to say that for a musical. Never a thing. No. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I, okay, so I I'm gonna say um, on a scale of uh like a beret to like <laughs> uh like a Kentucky Derby style hat. So like the size of the hat sure, is the scale, right? Correct. Now. <laughs> like I, I'm saying, like from like you're wearing like a beret to uh like a fancy done up big old like Hello Dolly hat. Mm-hmm. What would you give it? I'm going to go, like, we'll, we'll do somewhere in the middle, uh, medium, small, like a bowler hat. A bowler hat? Okay. Yeah. Because, like, because sure. we, I mean, I, some of the music is stupid. Some yeah. of the music is annoying. Yeah. The plot is dumb. <laughs> Thin uh, and ridiculous. But I will say, like, for the legacy that it has created, sure. that it, there is some mentions there. There are a couple of songs that are really nice. Um, and the spectacle of the whole thing, right? Like, you yep. know, they, it is a spectacle musical. Everybody I agree. knows, you know, like the costuming is traditionally pretty damn cool to look yep. at. So, like, for those reasons, I'd give it more than a beret. But sure. the, <laughs> the datedness of the, the content is, I just like, uh, <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm going to give it a fedora <laughs> where it had its moment in time in which it was very cool and hip. And then it just became cringy and not good yeah. and people who wear it still you are a type of person Uh-oh. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you I would say if you are going to if you're looking for a musical go watch Music Man instead the music is better the plot is slightly better and it's more fun and to me weirdly a similar time frame and interchangeableness to it um, yes my only critique is not enough women characters in the sure, music, music, that's sure just Marion but uh, <laughs> that, that is know, the difference well, that's, for me but that's you know, fine to me they're kind of so yeah I, I'm giving it a fedora in which it's outdated and like I said had it's moment but no longer cool I love that for you thank you sure <laughs> go put on your fedoras um, <laughs> sure I was out and about the other day and I saw someone wearing a beret and I had like a real moment where I was like, "Are we wearing berets in America what year now?" Is it? <laughs> yeah, sure. I was like, "What's happening?" I thought you were gonna say you saw someone wearing a fedora, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no." no, no, no. But in that. a way where fedoras had a strong comeback in the early 2000s. Oh, I remember. Um, I wore one to school a lot. There you go. Sure, then. hot. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Lauren, I think we did it. We have done it. Uh, I'm gonna say, sure, uh, guys. If you have a musical you'd like us to cover, or you have some thoughts, and maybe you were oh, in Dolly and you think I'm full of shit. Um, I'm hit so us up. sorry if you have played Dolly Levi and you're like, hey, screw you, man, because 
I'm well, to play it, I think, is different than... You can play... You can be in a musical and still be like, this musical is silly. Um, but hit us up on our socials. We are at Downstage Left PC on all the things. Uh, at Downstage Left PC at gmail.com if you have something longer you would like to get off your chest. Um, and then, of course, at DownstageLeftPodcast.com for all episodes. And you can... If you're listening to this, you found us, so I'm not going to tell you how to do that. But um, I think, uh, Lauren, I think we did it. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to say exit stage left pursued by misogyny. (laughs) 